Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about hidden figures? I am, because after all, we we are are the the Watchers of Movies. I like how you got ready to start dancing before I even say it. I prep. I know you're gonna do it. You were like wobble, wobble, wobble. Get That's that right. Get that wiggle get on. The, I have to get the momentum going. Yeah, totally, totally. The listeners <clears throat> might not realize this. We've talked about it many times, but you sing every show. I sing and every I show. I barely ever leave it in. Sometimes I'll leave it in. <laughs> But not very often. But you can be rest assured that if we're recording, she's singing. <laughs> I don't know she why. She sings a weird, you sing a weird version of the theme song. It's not. A weird version? It's not the exact melody. And oh. I don't know where it comes from. I don't either. It's just like the Lauren song. I don't know. <laughs> the Lauren version of it. That's what you sing. Oh. And what is it then? So, what do I? I guess what like because I sometimes listen to our episode, but when I do, I I don't really pay attention to the theme song, you know, because I've heard it so well, many times. I will so. not. I will not tell Mike that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't it's, know what I'm singing. Well, and I think you're singing your own I creation. I was just watching Sesame Street. Maybe <laughs> is that a song from Sesame Street? I don't know. I'm. <laughs> I don't know. It's actually not a lie because I was watching those videos of the French bulldog that's in love with Henry Cavill, and they were playing a scene that he did in Sesame Street. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and she and the like the little dog is like, "What, my man, over there?" <laughs> and I'm like, "So cute, so fresh." Um, so I have a couple things I want to talk about today. Ooh. So the first one is: Did you hear that Mindy calling thing about? Um, Lee uh Lee Pace. No. Oh my god, it's fucked up. She so she's like I guess they're doing a movie together or something. They're working together. And she said I watched this interview with her and she said on the interview she was like, "Oh yeah, Lee was talking about something and I was like, whatever, who cares?" And so I just like like kissed him. And then later people were like, "Mindy, you shouldn't have done that. That's like not okay. That's sexual that sexual assault and she went to lee pace and she said if you tell anyone about this if you go to hr i will fire you she said that in her interview openly admitted to sexually assaulting lee pace and threatening to fire him if he said anything about it oh so like she kissed him and he was pissed about it i don't i don't know how he felt about the situation all i heard is from her perspective so i feel like if she's being so open about that there must be more to the story i mean yeah but to me like that's pretty bad i haven't seen it so i can't really comment but i feel like i don't know if anyone would be that open if it, if there wasn't like a more full because who would sit in an interview and say that because they're basically ruining their career unless there's more to it <laughs> i don't know i don't know did you watch that katherine heigl thing i sent you i'm not sure when okay. did you send it, it was like about this i sent it probably yesterday but oh, it was um josh dumal and he was like on some podcast and he's like you know everyone gets katherine heigl like crap but you know like i always liked her well she's always nice to me and i was like course she's nice you're attractive and you're a co-star of course she is and like but i guess that there's there's this girl who said oh i have a story about katherine heigl like it's just some random tiktoker and she's like my 
uh, dad was a garbage man and she was like walking down the driveway. I guess it was like at her sister's place and she had items that were recycled, like recyclable items. And she's like, you need to take these. And he's like, I can't take those. Those are separate. You need to recycle those. And she's like, do you know who I am? And he's like, no. <laughs> she And I was just, or I guess he did know who she was or something, but he was like, it doesn't matter who you are. I can't take that. That's recyclable. Well, he could still take it as trash. I, he, he could, just couldn't but take I, it as recycle, recyclable. Right, right. But I think it was like, it was more the fact that she was giving him attitude than he was like, no. But see, I don't know, just to play devil's advocate, like maybe in her mind, she's like, why isn't this guy taking my trash? Yeah, but the whole do you know who I am bit is like mm. if she really said that I don't trust like listen I know I have I to say that make up anything on the internet a lot of the time I, I try to like take stuff like that with a grain of salt because you know my dad was a car salesman and he tried to sell a car to Steve Carell but Steve Carell was like a big ass to him did, did you see what I just did right 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 so, right anyone can make up yeah, anything yeah you it's know. like that um commercial where that woman's going on the date and she's like yeah my date's a French model and the guy walks up and he's like not obviously <laughs> a model or French and he's like uh bonjour <laughs> She's like, you can believe anything you see on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess that there are a lot of stories about Katherine Heigl being very unpleasant. Yeah. I'm just saying. I just like, like it because it adds in the my fuel head, to my fire. But in my head, I think <laughs> I would get really, because like one time I went to Walmart uh-huh. and this one was like, and it was, it, it was like days of torrential downpour rain and it was still raining when I got there and I was in the little entryway where all the carts were. And I was trying to walk further in to get a dry cart because all the carts were soaking wet. But there were some near the back. And this woman was like mopping. Well, she wasn't mopping. This is she was like kind of like sort of like moving around and trying to like dry up some of the water. Mm -hmm. And I kind of tried to scoot around her and she's like, take these carts. And I said, well, these carts are all wet. And she's like, I'm trying to make sure that the floor doesn't get more wet. And I got so mad. Like I was at my breaking point because I was like. I'm just trying to get a dry car. I didn't say this, but I, right. I, I like slammed the cart that I was taking. I said, I guess I'll just take a wet one. <laughs> and I like to think of myself as much more pleasant and kind to people. But I thought that that was such a ridiculous thing to do when I told her the reason. Like, I wasn't like, right. I want to pour this water all over the floor. She could have get she could have got me a dry one if she didn't want me to go over there. But right. I said, I don't want a wet cart. So I do think, like, in some circumstances, you have to think of, like, both sides. Like, yeah, she's trying to throw away trash. Like, she was a garbage man. Out. Yeah. He won't take her trash. Uh, unless she specifically said, take these to the recycle place. Right. Then I don't. So, you know what I mean? I just, we just open up a can of, like, devil's advocate worms. I know, I know. But I do, well, like, like, I do like- have to think of that sometimes because I think that there's. Because I, you know, I've been in situations where I've gotten bad customer service and I've seen some like TikToks about customer service people acting like they're like martyrs for their job. And I'm like, right, you know, like, right, you might right. be in the wrong a little bit as well. Yeah. No, I had this one experience where I went to the store and I went to this woman and I was like, hey, I'm looking for some capris. And she's like, okay, well, and she was like immediately just like weirdly rude to me. And I was like, why is she 
acting like this with mm-hmm. me like and um and i was like well you know maybe i want pants and she's like so you wanted capris but now you want pants oh and i was just like jeez yes i'm allowed to change my mind and see now that woman <laughs> that woman could go and make a tiktok and people be like what an asshole customer right, she said right. she wanted capris i was always like super you know, like so. i was I was, uh, but I, it wasn't, it was bad enough where I seriously considered like contacting the um, like company and been like, is this the kind of people you want working for you? Cause she was super rude. But, yeah. but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be that person. That's, if she, like, I don't know what's going on in her life. Maybe she had a bad day. I'll just let sleeping dogs lie and just yeah. go about my life, you know? Because, but it was just like, okay, why are you being so rude to me? Like, I, like, oh, I'm so sorry I changed my mind about pants. Yeah. Like, that's. <laughs> like, there's like an inch or two difference. <laughs> <Who gets laughs> an inch shit? or two difference. You know? Let's yeah. Talk. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway. That was the first thing. Interesting. I'll have to look that up. I'm very yeah, curious. And I'm curious. I, let me know when you yeah. do, because I want to know what you think. I just, I have to believe. I was shocked. I, I was have just to like, believe that somebody being that open in an interview, there has to be more to the story. Because who, who would do that? Like, who would just damn themselves professionally? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, to me, it like, I don't, I don't know. It seemed it was just very it was very strange. If it was really weird and it made me uncomfortable. If it's serious, then yeah, it is pretty fucked up. But if there's like a if there's a story behind it that Lee Pace also corroborates and it's like you know some misunderstanding or whatever, then then that's cool. But uh, yeah, well, not cool. But I'm just saying like because I I just it just seems so weird to me. But let's let's continue. Right. Right. Well, anyway, <laughs> so the second thing I wanted to talk about <laughs> was. I saw a knock on the cabin. <laughs> Sans door. Sans door. Um, and to anyone who does not want this to be spoiled for them, because I'm about to spoil the shit out of it. I can't wait. I want to hear it. I can't um, wait. Just skip ahead like 15 minutes. I cannot promise it will be short. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm into it. Let's work this out. Tell me the whole story. Okay. okay. So it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, right? Yeah. And it starts out with this little girl, and she's playing in the woods, and they're in a, they're at a cabin, obviously. Not I've, the cabin. Seen the, I've seen the trailer. Yeah, so they're at a cabin. They're, like, in the middle of nowhere. Of course, like, their cell phones don't work, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, who goes on vacation in a place with no service? Like, I don't... You get, like, a, a, a special phone if your phones aren't going to reach... To me, I wouldn't go anywhere where there's no uh, communication allowed. That's true. I <laughs> I probably like, wouldn't either. That shit. I don't trust but, people like that. Like, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> you don't even like a person may not even be the danger. Like, what if you fall off of a chair? Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. You know what I mean? You like, could fall in like a ditch. I've I don't know. Who about knows? This, I've talked about this story before, but there was a woman who died from a whipped cream, like an aerosol, like a pressurized whipped cream canister killed her in her own kitchen so how it built up pressure and popped off and hit her like in the chest i think it was a similar maybe that's a similar thing to what happened with the uh football player recently that had cardiac arrest on the field oh yeah yeah, he got hit in just the right spot oh yeah yeah she was alone anyway so you don't even need there's not even a threat from humans yeah it's just a threat from inanimate objects or like a cocaine bear i guess she died so she couldn't call for help but still (laughs) right anyway anyway so so dave bautista like i think it's pronounced batista batista is it okay Mm -hmm. um because i um 
yeah anyway so so he approaches Sorry, her corrected your pronunciation. that's okay. okay so he approaches her and immediately i was like okay so like grown-ass man talking to this little girl i'm not yeah. comfortable with this not okay with this like i was really starting to get uncomfortable but he was actually like weirdly sweet so he's like there's something i have to do Isn't today that what predators are though? right right they're right. weirdly sweet <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, kids don't usually gravitate towards like nasty monsters right it's like i always like i keep thinking of like uh, uh ethan hawk in the black phone where he's like yeah. i dropped all my groceries yeah <laughs> you know um anyway so he's like it breaks my heart what i have to do today and she's like well what do you have to do and he's like you'll find out and so oh, you're like geez. okay so he and these three other people um Run. i didn't yes ron weasley was in it and um and i didn't know the other actresses i'd never i i might have seen them in something but not enough for me to recognize them and they like break in essentially and so she is she has two dads so they're they're a gay couple and played by jonathan groff and this guy named ben eldridge so the reason i saw the movie was because of jonathan groff because i'm a big fan i love mindhunter everything i've seen him in i've been very impressed with his performance i'm a big fan i will like i'll watch whatever i also like dave batista so and ron uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm as big a fan <gasps> of his as Jonathan Groff, but wow, I'm more really? of a Daniel Radcliffe kind of So you think girl. Jonathan yeah. Groff should have played uh, Ron? Yeah, that's totally exactly the thing that I'm saying. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You just I heard took that. the words yeah. out of my mouth. I heard that. <laughs> yes. I heard it. And I'm you heard it and yeah. you ran with it. Yeah. <laughs> um so he doesn't look like a Weasley though, but no. They can fix that. <laughs> they could just red hair dye. Yeah. Um p- fix it in post. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um so these four people break in and they're like, We have to we're like we're really it's really strange because they break in and they tie this couple up but they're like cleaning up after themselves afterwards you're like what the, like they're sweeping broken glass they're trying to fix the door that they broke and so you're like what the fuck mm. this is so weird like first of all if i was a person who was going to break into someone's house i wouldn't give a shit how i left it my one goal i'm assuming is to kill these people or do whatever you know what i mean i'm gonna get in get out that's it i'm done well don't they have ulterior motives yes i'm gonna get that yeah. <laughs> so they're saying to them okay so we all have been like we had these visions and we've all been brought together and what you you need to do this family is that one of you needs to kill the other person or one of the other people in order to save the world from the apocalypse so i was like okay doomsday cult i've seen one of those heaven's gate jonestown whatever actually i don't know if jonestown was a doomsday cult but i know that heaven's gate was either way you get what i'm saying i was like it's a cult so my immediate thought was like I would ask them, like, who told you this? Who told you that the world is ending? Where did you hear this from? Like, who did you, like, who's telling you this? Where are they? What's their name? You know, I would be asking, like, who's your leader, essentially? Well, they, if they had visions, like, it would well, be from... <laughs> little bit. <laughs> yeah, let me get to it. So, well, uh, you told me, you already told me. I'm sorry. Is this supposed to be a silent audience? Are you monologuing? <laughs> All right. Keep going. So, okay. So the couple's like, no, we're not going to do that. And and they're like, okay, so smart, I think. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're like, okay, well, unfortunately, what we're going to do is release a plague by killing a member of our group. So like the first member is Redmond. His name is Redmond. And that's uh, Rupert Grint. And he has a plague. And it's inside him. No. <laughs> so 
they kill him. It's really brutal. You don't see it, but you know it's brutal, you know? And, um, and like, actually, I thought that Rupert Grant did a pretty good job. He was, like, very, very realistic as a man who was about to get killed. Like, it oh. was very creepy. Um, so, why did they choose him? Did they explain? Well, no. They Each one of them ends up dying or getting killed mm, off, basically, okay. of this group. So, he's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And then they kill him. And, and I guess he shouldn't have followed that vision then. <laughs> right. So, so, you learn later that... All of these people had met on a forum, okay? So I was like, okay, so this is a cult then. And Redmond's maybe the leader, but I thought that that was weird because why would he die first? If you're the leader, you want to die last. Like, yeah, Jonestown <laughs> is a good example of that. Cult leaders, you know? He had to be forced to, t- to drink the Kool-Aid. It was actually Flavor-Aid, not Kool-Aid, but we don't need to get in the historics of it. You're anyway. the one who brought up the historics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so uh, they turn on the TV after Redmond gets killed, and it's like, <laughs> so there. This is like this is the part where I started going, yeah, no, mm-mm. this is I I got really irritated at this part because they're like, okay, so it's a news it's a news report, and they're like four hours ago, a major earthquake hit, blah blah blah, and now a tsunami is coming towards the United States Northwest. So like people in Oregon, California, Washington, whatever, like you need to get out of the coast and the Hawaii too. And um what? Yeah, Hawaii was Jeez. Yeah. So it was like this massive tsunami. So you see this footage of someone filming on a beach and then all of a sudden this like tsunami starts coming up. And so what happens is the tsunami comes up and just like crashes over while this person is is filming. And I turn to my friend and I go, where did they get the fucking footage? (laughs) (laughs) Were they live streaming it? I don't think so. I think that the whole, like what you're supposed to assume is that for some reason they were able to get the footage from this camera and put it on the news after someone had just definitely been killed in a tsunami. They're not gonna live through that. I mean, that is ridiculous, but I think in modern times, there's a lot of live streaming that happens during disasters. I guess it could have been live streamed, but I didn't even think of that. (laughs) If it's like a handicam, then that's... That is a big old plot I, I got, hole. I got really irritated by that, though, if, if it was just a camera. Just they, they should have just had the narrator or whoever was filming it say something about live streaming to eliminate all doubt. Right, or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. So, anyway. Also, it's really weird for a news program to play, like, someone's death live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was it was strange. So, Or maybe they survived and uploaded it. Goal number one it. after getting hit by a tsunami is <laughs> uploading a video. Totally, I doubt it. But <laughs> um, so, so I was like, okay, so they said that they released a plague, and this plague is supposed to be an earthquake and tsunamis. But this earthquake happened four hours prior to this guy's death. So it kind of oh, sounds like they didn't wow. release a plague. So it's <laughs> basically just like circumstantial, like something bad is. There was well, this see, woman. That's what you think. That's okay. what they're making you believe. That it's just like, like oh, well, you could turn on the news and something bad is happening somewhere. Yeah, cause yeah. So, so the two characters are named um, Eric and Andrew. And so Andrew's the one that I did not like, the actor, Ben Eldridge. I thought he was 
awful. Like, oh. just so over the top, so over dramatic. He screams the entire movie. I was like, if you don't shut the hell up, man, and so just he's talk like normally. Hermione. He was just, oh, yeah. I mean, Emma Watson levels like, of just awful. Like, like who Shakespeare keeps in the park, this? play for the cheap seats. <laughs> yeah. Sort of yeah. acting. Yeah. Like, oh, we couldn't get someone who could act, so we just hired Emma Watson. I'm not bitter over it or anything, but I'm very bitter still. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> anyway, um, so it continues on, and these people are like the gay couples trying to convince these people to like let them go. You know, when they're like, nothing's happening. This is just con- this is just coincidence. Blah blah blah. So then, like the second person dies, and it's revealed that there's a virus that has been going around that is like pretty much like hitting children really hard. And I was like, okay, so as a person, as a, a global people who just lived through a pandemic um you don't just find out suddenly that a virus is happening all over the world this is months and months of data that you that you find and you get and then you go oh shit i'm noticing a pattern maybe there's a fucking virus that's killing off all these kids right Mm -hmm. so i was like okay so then a second plague did not get released because this has been occurring for a long period of time yeah unless all the children (laughs) drop dead all at once exactly yeah it's not like it's not and it wasn't it it felt like it was trying to connect with like the christian revelation but like book of revelation but it was like it was just so or like the four horsemen of the apocalypse so i'm gonna get to that so (laughs) i just like made a farts out with my mouth mouth i'm glad it was with your mouth yes uh so i mean sometimes you know you need that extra lift to get out of bed in the morning Yeah, I always have the hidden figures ladies calculate my trajectory so I don't fly through the roof. <laughs> you started, I love it. Okay. I didn't think I was going to make a fart joke on the podcast tonight, but here we are. No, I, I didn't either, but I love it. It's perfect. Yours is good. Um, so... <laughs> So anyway, so like the third person gets killed, right? In this call. So Batista. No, it's um it's one of the Batista's the last last oh, one living. Okay. And and they're like in this call in this plague, and this is more like you can understand, okay, so this happened like immediately. There were like planes like just falling out of the sky. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. And so you as the viewer are going okay how much of this is real and how much of this is fake you know mm-hmm. they had cut the the phone lines so they clearly like knew what they were doing they were attacking these people like they knew that they were going to end with these like these people's lives are going to end or their lives are going to end or whatever either way they had a plan so you're kind of starting to go like well shit maybe it's real but i was really not on board with that because Again, the virus and the earthquake that happened four hours prior, you cannot tell me that you've released plagues if it's already occurred. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you need months of data in order to compile that, you know. (laughs) Right. So, you know, Batista did a pretty good job. And he's like, and he's just like... Uh, emotional over this and like crying and stuff like that and he's like you guys need to make a decision you won't have much time like once I'm dead which he cuts his own throat oh jeez yeah he's like once I'm dead you will only have a couple minutes left in order to save the world so so they still have to kill somebody right right so like so who, who will know how who will know if they kill somebody if all of them are dead um I guess they won't I guess the point is that they're sacrificing themselves for this 
So, so like the universe would know that it, that they died. <laughs> I don't even know. I need answers. I know. All right. Anyway, keep going. So, <clears throat> so then it's like they're the two the two men Eric and Andrew and they're talking back and forth and they're both crying because like one of them's about to die supposedly and um and it's just like did they all- never consider killing the little girl. <laughs> Right, totally. Right. Um, uh, three she, crowd. Was, she was so precious. So, but, so like, I was like, kill Andrew. He's the annoying one. <laughs> At wow. This point, I did not give a shit. I was wow. like, can what if you just die already, please? So we can get on with our lives so I can leave this fucking theater. Anyway. It sounds like this movie was a propaganda piece. And you're joining up. I'm I was mad at the movie. You're I feel like I'm, I'm I'm against it. <laughs> so, you wanted one of them to die. Yeah, so it would get me out of All the right. theater. Keep going. Please continue. <laughs> so it's only an hour and thirty eight minutes. Really? Long. Yes. No wonder. So they gotta get gotta pack in a lot. Right. So then like instead of allowing what like the entire movie to be subtext or, you know, written by someone who can actually write a screenplay, um, Eric, who's played by Jonathan Groff, is like Oh my God! The 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 four people here—they were the four horsemen of apoc- the apocalypse because each one stood for like goodness, anger, kindness, caring, whatever. And I was just like, <sighs> I don't think that that's the four horsemen of the apocalypse not, are like destruction. It's not, not good no, things. Yeah, no, I know. It's like it, war, famine, pestilence, pestilence and, and death. Something I think. else. Yeah, death, I think it's yeah. Death. yeah. So I was like, okay, so no. <laughs> First of all, no, that's not how that is. And secondly, like, let it be subtext. For God's sakes, let it be subtext. (laughs) Just for once in this movie, please. So Andrew kills Eric and he's like, oh my God, Eric! Did Eric say kill me or did Andrew just okay? He's like, I'm peaceful now, I'm at peace, so just kill me while I'm feeling good. And I was like, shut up. That's what that's what he said when he I was really hating this movie. So then Andrew cries over his dead husband and and, um and he walks down, he finds a little girl, and um the apocalypse has ended. They go to a little cafe and like all the stuff has stopped. All this bad stuff has stopped. Now it was really only the planes in the air and like the tsunamis that had stopped. So this virus is still happening. How do you know? Because you're assuming it does, because they don't ever mention it. Oh. It just doesn't go away, you know? It's like... Well, it sounds like all of this was just fake. Right. That's what you're thinking. But I guess the entire thing was real. Oh, okay. And that's it. That's the movie. Great. <laughs> what do you so think? So this little girl... What do I think? What do you think of the movie? <laughs> uh, I think it's this little girl forever knows her dad killed her dad. Sure does. Because she was there the entire time. She didn't witness point, the death, but... I mean... If you have to murder your partner, I would just be like, why don't we just let the world end? Yeah, that well, that's kind of what they were saying. Because but then they felt so like they, I think they felt so pressured and so stressed and overwhelmed. And like Eric had suffered from like a m- severe like head concussion and stuff like that. And yeah, but, that's true. You should kill the concussed one. <laughs> but what just really bugged me was I just could not get on board with the actor who played Andrew. Yeah, and the screenplay was just 
it was just there were things that were said it reminded me kind of like jack reacher the second one where we were like okay has this person ever actually talked to like a human woman before it felt kind of like have you ever actually had a normal conversation with a person because people don't talk like this you Mm -hmm. know what i mean or someone who yeah is writing siblings and they go hey sis hey bro it kind of feels half thought out because like you said like the characters should be asking a lot of questions and they should be answering a lot of those questions because that's what the audience is asking oh i forgot to include one big thing one one important thing i'm using quotes it turns out so redman who's played by uh Rupert Grant. Thank you. I almost called him Rufus. <laughs> Rufus. Rufus the dog. Rufus the dog. Um, <clears throat> Rufus Ra- Wainwright. <laughs> That's a hard name to say sometimes. It is. The R's and W's. It's a real <laughs> it's tongue like, twister. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he allegedly had at um, what like years prior they were at a bar and in a you assume is a hate crime someone hits him over the head with a bot andrew over the head with a bottle and andrew later goes oh no i recognize redmond like after redmond has already died and is like he was the guy that hit me in the head with the bottle so you're thinking like okay so these two are obviously connected the fact that they came to this place in the middle of like fucking nowhere and you're and and they attacked this couple that he had supposedly previously attacked but they were in no way related at any point in time and Hmm. i was like and also you don't even know if it's actually redmond because you never see his face you just see the um like the side of his face so you see the bushy beard and like the red hair Mm. he's wearing a cap it's like you don't even know if his hair is red actually like it's dark in the bar i think in a stronger story they could really dig into that history yeah and this could all be fake and just like a way of just terrorizing i mean it's you get someone who's good enough at cgi they can fake the entire thing you know like the entire tv thing yeah yeah (laughs) i mean yeah yeah like especially if they're cutting off all communication and then right and then a better ending if anyone asked me and i haven't even seen the movie would be after you kill your partner your husband and you walk to a cafe with your daughter and you find out that none of it was real yeah. like that would be yeah. more i would a, have like, much rather had that ending. but instead it was like it's all real and you were like what like, well i'm glad i killed my partner <laughs> i'm glad i killed my husband well and it's like why include the whole thing about the hate crime if that has nothing to do with the crime that they're currently committing that's a good point you know yeah. like i mean what like it's like there i was just so anyway i left the theater and i was with my friend and my poor friend got an earful for about (laughs) 30 minutes of me just ranting about how stupid this movie was um and yeah so poor her (laughs) it sounds pretty bad and i was actually pretty intrigued by the trailer yeah but um it's been a while since m night Shyamalan's movies have have had like that real punch like signs might be well i really i actually I think everything the after the happening was i liked like, the village so maybe did you like lady the in the water eh, not really i remember liking the it. happening mike mike and i sort of watched the happening and watched it as kind of like a satire and it was more entertaining that way than watching it oh, as yeah. like a serious like right film right because there's some weird stuff in that that feels like maybe he's having a laugh like maybe <laughs> he's having a laugh right so right. anyway yeah, yeah. It, it, like there was he was like he was actually in the movie too of he's, course he's, he's in, in all movie, of his yeah. movies yeah um 
and he was like a QVC like seller on <laughs> <laughs> like the TV. Nice. But it was it was also just kind of boring because it all took place in like one room and it wasn't interesting or exciting enough oh. for me to keep like again, the dialogue was just weird. It just wasn't that well written. It was like it was just I'm like, who wrote this? This is not good, you know? So Yeah. I would not recommend it to anyone. It's really <laughs> bad. It's really terrible. Just don't waste your time. You're going to just be like, okay. And yeah. also, Ben Eldridge, stop acting. Please, Jeez. for God's sakes. You're Jeez. not good. Wow. I know. Wow. I, know. I can't believe it. I can't believe that I was he subjected to that. He is our listener. He's a listener well, of Watchers and Movies, not but not anymore. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, I'm a bad actor. And I'll be like, come at me. It's not like I'm afraid of your acting style. Oh my oh, god! What? Yeah. Mic drop, Lauren. I dropped a pen because I not gonna drop has my mic. Been thrown. I dropped it far. Yeah, she did drop it far. That's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> That's what you it get. It was for very dramatic. So. Pen Eldridge. Pen Eldridge. <laughs> All right. So, are you ready to talk about the movie after? I am. Thirty-two minutes. I know, <laughs> and I'm probably not going to have to cut out too much of that. All right. Awesome. So, this is going to be a it's a jo- a journey, a journey. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, you've seen this movie before once. Okay. I have um, seen it before. I'm assuming you like it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you want to ask me how I feel? <laughs> yeah, how did you? How do you feel about the movie? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm, I'm glad you built it up like that. <laughs> I'm not surprised I liked it. Actually, um, the end, I was sobbing. I was like, just tears streaming on my face because I was like, I was like, this is so inspiring and beautiful, and these women overcame so much. Like, I like I'm getting goosebumps. Like, I mean, I like full on. Like, I was crying for probably. 20 minutes like like i would stop for a little bit and then i'd be like i just really feel really great about this film <laughs> you know so yeah um so yeah i i liked it very much i thought it, i thought it was uh very it was good it was very good it yeah. was like really it, again it was very inspiring and to, especially since it's about real people like holy crap like it was it, it was just awesome you know yeah mm-hmm. i love this movie i love it i loved it the first time i saw it and i loved it watching it now it was it's such a good movie and there are multiple times where i don't think i cry quite as freely as you so don't take this as like an indictment against the movie oh, I cry any all listeners, the time. but <laughs> well, i mean <laughs> i cry about things but movies don't make me like cry cry as much they do but there's me. multiple there's multiple places in the movie that made me like made my eyes well up in the time it's, different emotions like sometimes my eyes were welling up because of how sad and difficult and awful segregation and things were and and other times my eyes were welling up but like the little victories and and stuff at the end and and it's just it's a really great great movie it's really well done it's well acted it's it's a beautiful story like you said it's inspirational and i i just loved watching like from beginning to end i really 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 enjoy this movie and um i i did (laughs) so I looked it up a little bit, and there are some historical inaccuracies, and so I think that there's, it's a possibility that people watching it maybe come like naysayers, and so I want to say, if you watch it, I would recommend watching it like a sports movie, like like a, a sports movie that's about, um, a sports movie that's about like a fake team that wins some championship, 
you know, most of the aspects of the story, the spirit is there, you understand what they're getting at, and it probably mimics things in real life, but them, them winning the championship is probably fake. And I think this movie is a lot like a sports movie in the best of way, where they, they, they did take some liberties with some historical facts. But most of them, I'm just like, it works. It's the it's right. a movie, and it's in the gist is there, the spirit is there, and everything that's happening probably happened to somebody in some way. So it's not like they're. I don't think they're taking too many like huge stretches or anything. And so I I um you know just don't get bogged down by thinking like how accurate is this because I think the majority of it is accurate. And one of the things that I was really excited about is like John Glenn saying that he wanted Catherine to to do his like trajectory yeah. at the end is pretty much how it played out in real life and that made me really excited good <laughs> so i i took a screenshot um of that because i wanted to read it because i did look that up because i really like it so john glenn it said um fact so sorry wait what, john web, glenn, what website i don't know i just took a screenshot oh history versus hollywood.com okay, okay. So, um, John Glenn personally requested that Catherine recheck the electronic computer's calculations for his February 1962 flight aboard the Mercury Atlas 6 capsule Friendship 7. So, it said, the scene in the movie unfolded in almost exactly the same way as it does in real life, with Glenn's request for Catherine taken nearly verbatim from the transcripts. He good. even refers to her as the girl. Get the girl to check the numbers. If she says the numbers are good, I'm ready to go. And I really was excited to read that, because, like I said, there might be some liberties taken, but it all works, and the movie is so good, and um, it's it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's, really inspiring it is yes yeah. i mean there's really no other word for it other than it's just like these incredible women that have been struggling and suffering and they're like in amazingly intelligent women some of the smartest women that are working at nasa and they are just continuously like torn down because they're women or they're well they're black women you know and, and it's like the you know and you're and you're seeing um like on the TV, like MLK Jr. talking about, you know, he's at a dinner or something like that. And so you're you're seeing this this like course, I guess, of of people fighting for equality without this, you know, throughout this film and stuff like that. Because um, I think he was assassinated in '69. I want to say. I thought it was like 62. maybe '67. I don't know. Maybe JFK was 62 or 63. I think JFK was 63. I know because I looked that up. I think Martin Luther King was 62. Am I, is that way too early? Oh, 68. I was close. My bad. 68. Okay. I was, I don't know, I was like looking at something the other day and I was, and I noticed it said like 1969 and I was like, damn, a lot of bad shit happened in 1969, you know, like Manson murders, um, I'm sure other stuff. <laughs> it LA sounds riots, like you I really think. had your facts straight. I did, actually. It was um, amazing. Um, I wanted to talk about the cop at the beginning because oh, yeah. he was super fucking terrifying. Um, he walks out holding a baton and I was like, yeah. great. So his first thought when he sees a bunch of ladies is to carry a weapon to beat them with. Yeah. Interesting. And um, and then when like 
uh what was it janelle monet's character mary mary yeah so mary was like i can't like we can't help where the car broke down he's like are you talking back to me and i was like dude she's just having a conversation with you like and then i mean he like had a total 180 when they were talking about nasa and everything and working there at langley and i was just like like just fuck this guy like he comes out immediately starts threatening these women i was like you are a cop you have weapons at your disposal these are three women that are just trying to fix their car in the side of the road and your first thought is to bring out a weapon mm-hmm. like what yeah i mean i maybe i'm i'm just too much of a child of the 21st century wait yes 21st century i always get confused by that like you know it's like always like a decade or not decade a century behind you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but i just don't understand it <laughs> like, i don't understand it i don't understand why like i don't understand racism like i understand it i just don't get why people are like that because to me that's like what yeah (laughs) well i mean i think that that's the crux of the movie Catherine is in this office and she gets coffee from a shared coffee machine and everyone in the office stares at her because she's the only person of color and they're all white men and then the next day they give her her own coffee machine that she has to fill and it's like no and then she says later you know like and i every day i have to get coffee out of a machine that nobody in here wants to touch and that scene was intense it was that was one of the scenes that made me like made my eyes well up oh yeah we'll get into it a little bit further so because we're talking about the cop right now but i think that and then like um what's her name dorothy played by octavia spencer is in the library and she gets escorted out by a cop because she's looking for a book in the white section i I love that she stole it (laughs) me too she's like i'm a taxpayer (laughs) she's like this is asshole tax and i was like good good for you she said i'm a taxpayer (laughs) i don't you don't steal things that you already own (laughs) yeah so yeah but i just i love it because i was just like yeah you know what they won't let you just take well, it and, and <laughs> like that's what kirsten they do dunst, to you yeah <laughs> you know so and kirsten dunst's character i guess her name is vivian mitchell she's like a ms mitchell i guess mitchell. a lot of the characters like beyond the, the the three ladies and john glenn obviously they're kind of composites of multiple yeah, people so sense. vivian mitchell isn't a real historical figure but she's like probably a perfect archetype of oh of yeah one. yeah and she said something like her and dorothy were like washing their hands in the restroom at the same time and she's like i don't have anything against you people or yeah and, I was like, and dorothy oh was God. like Wait, dorothy was like down. hold on dorothy said i i really i believe that you mean that and i think dorothy was giving her a lot of grace for for just an unconscious like i think the interesting thing about a lot of this is that none of these people if cornered would call themselves racist oh yeah no and 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 so it's it's sort of become like almost an unconscious bias to them and that's I, i don't mean to put it lightly but i think that's an interesting part of the story is that they they all just do things because that's how it's done and they don't bother thinking for themselves right but they're not doing it it's it's like it's it's like a passive racism almost like none of yeah. them put these rules into place but they're all abiding by them yeah and like none they of them all don't have problems with colored bathrooms yeah. they all don't have problems well, with someone having their own coffee pot like these 
it, it is pat yeah it, it's like um it's microaggressions kind of essentially is it like i don't have a problem you know i don't have a problem with y'all um well you kind of do because you just indicated that you don't have an entire like a problem with an entire group of women who are all very different people with different personalities different um you know backgrounds and you're still clumping them into one group and saying i don't have a problem with y'all like but you do because you just said that and you felt the need to say it to me mm -hmm. so you're obviously prejudiced she always sort of talked down to them yeah oh big time she wouldn't she wouldn't even entertain the notion of dorothy becoming a supervisor and she sort of blamed it on nasa like well you know that's nasa for you and it's like yeah but you don't you could advocate for this woman but you're not yeah big time and 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 it's not necessarily because because like i said if cornered and i thought that that was played really well because i think in a movie about racism you could be tempted to take something to the most extreme point Mm -hmm. and i think probably in day-to-day life the reason that civil rights didn't get a foothold very much and the reason that people held on to these the segregation policies for so long and all that is because it wasn't um in their minds they weren't taking it to the extremes it was just everyday normal things that they just accepted and didn't even bother thinking for themselves about and so i thought i have a a thought to add on to that it seemed interestingly probably in my head realistic where they all just sort of stayed in this racist lane and they you know if cornered they wouldn't have said they were racist they'd just be like you know what i'm not racist i just you know this is how things are and it's like okay well you're so far in like you're so far dug into this racist i like ideal you don't even see it that way anymore you just think that everyone is happy in their place and this is their place and everyone who isn't happy should just be happy and and so it was i thought that that was really interesting and and well done because it felt like if i was transported to 1961 it might feel more like this where everything is simmering under the surface and the white people don't know why but they just go along with it and the people of color are suffering but they don't have much ground to like try to get out of it because the white people keep you know like keep like keep keep going down yeah yeah yeah. and so i i thought that it's just really really smartly done in this movie because no one is no one is like a vicious horrible awful racist where you're like fuck that guy but they are all most of them are racist yeah the only one i really felt like wasn't was harrison yeah and i have notes about him too. yeah okay. yeah so um just to to i have a couple thoughts on what you just said so the first being is that maybe people are just so okay with this because it's better than it was you know what i mean like oh well they're they're not slaves anymore aren't they happy about that like mm-hmm. what like well yeah of course but also like all they all people want is to be equal to everyone else you know and that's also kind of like a thinking that i had when i was younger about women about like oh well you know a woman gets assaulted and she reports it and no one believes her and that's just the way it is and that's just the way life is and then this whole like me too movement happened so this was really actually well i mean i wouldn't say as recently i would say in my like late 20s that i started going like hey, this isn't right. Why are we accepting this as that? that's okay? Why are we accepting this the, as the norm as someone comes forward and says, this 
person did this horrible awful thing to me why am i being why am i being villainized you know and um, or vilified and i think it's kind of like the same idea where it's just like maybe it's just been this way for so long that when something happens and someone goes well it doesn't have to be this way everyone's just like but that's how it's always been Mm -hmm. and we're comfortable with that well it's like okay you're comfortable with that it's like because you're a white person because you have all these rights and stuff like that but it's like the same idea as um people who have had money their whole lives and have never had to worry about money and they're just saying something like well money doesn't make you happy i can tell you if i had more money i'd be a lot happier than i am now because i wouldn't be stressed out about fucking money you know and it's just like it's just this like level of and i think everyone has their blind spots i certainly know that i do i'm not innocent i'm not you know like innocent i i I'm aware that there are flaws in my in my person that you know I have blind spots for. Um, I can't really think of any, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'm like, I just I'm just amazing and perfect. <laughs> I yeah, I wrote down like a part where Mrs. Mitchell had had um, was bringing Catherine into the computing, and and she's like, "Don't embarrass me." And I just like yeah. oh, she my said, skin crawled. She at said that. They've, ne- they've never had a colored and a colored person in here. Don't embarrass me. And I was like, yeah. "She's obviously capable of doing this job. You're the one who should be embarrassed for <laughs> like even she's saying the, that." She's the one that got the job, and every and people like. And it's not even like she applied for this job. It's like someone was like, hey, she's super fucking smart. Let's get her up Mm -hmm. here. And it was like someone noticed her and head haunted her into Mm -hmm. that spot. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know why she was saying that either. Other than she was just a a racist bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do want to talk. Oh, go ahead. I do want to talk about Harrison, played by Kevin Costner. Mm -hmm. And something I really liked, and I actually, like, took a picture of my notes because I wrote two times in different places, Costner, all business. Because... (laughs) He really was. I think he wasn't... Like, there was also a sexism aspect to the movie. So, racism, sexism. For sure. um, Because they're women and women of color, you know. But um, I really like that he wasn't racist or sexist. He was just, like we have a job to do here and i and i also liked that he didn't wear this like cape like oh he's the hero of this story because he saved these women from racism that's not the story at all the story is in his head i don't like the white savior complex thing that certain movies do well that's why i like this movie because they didn't do that because in like in this movie he's you know he's yelling at her because she's never at her desk and she explains that she has to walk a half a mile to go to the colored bathrooms I know, and that so poor, he, that first time too she was like about to pee herself yeah. like she was like so he hustling i mean it was horrible he removes the sign from the colored restroom and i i don't think he did that like i feel like the the essence of him doing that is like what are we all doing here we all have a job to do this bigger too. than all of us yeah why are we worrying about these petty things and then like she talks about the coffee pot so he takes the sticker that says colored coffee pot off of it and then later he's you know just he he lets her come to the pentagon meetings which no woman has ever gone to because i think 
in his mind, it's not that he's like this, like I'm godlike because I'm not racist or sexist. Like I think he's his brain is so far ahead of racism and sexism because he's trying to put a man on the moon and bring him back alive or put a man into space. Put a man into space, yeah. Initially, just yeah, put a man in space. I think is when they went to to the moon. Mm -hmm. So good and bad things happen that year. Put a man (laughs) in space and bring him back alive. He doesn't have time to worry about like this like racist sexist bullshit and i liked that his character played that way because he just treated her like a human being and he treated her like a smart well, that's how he and viewed. a genius human being yeah and, and i really liked that he saw her he knew she was a colored woman it wasn't that he was like i'm colorblind it's just like he was like he he told uh what's his name uh what's his name uh chef not Sheffield, Stash. Jim Parsons, Paul Stafford. Jim Stafford. Parsons played Paul Stafford. He told Stafford, he's like, do you know what your job is? Your job is to find the genius among these geniuses. Mm-hmm. And Stafford wasn't wasn't doing it Stafford because Stafford could see little... beyond the fact that she was a woman. And he was such a little cuck. Well, <laughs> sorry, like he was such a little so I just, shit. Like, yeah, I just liked that that like that first time she comes in and he's just staring at her like, I fucking hate you. I was like, put it in your your hate pants, bro. I don't. <laughs> I was gonna say put it back in your pants, bro. But I was like, that doesn't really make sense. Put it put in, in your, your hate, hate pants, pants, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, so I just I really appreciated that they were able to show a man who's in charge and at like in in when she's going when she first gets the job the secretary who was they don't oh her name is ruth i guess she really doesn't have a big role but no. the female secretary is like or maybe kirsten dunn said this one of them was like don't speak to harrison unless he speaks to you i think it was dumb. blah blah yeah, blah I don't, all these I don't remember, rules yeah. like he's like he's obviously held in this esteem oh so yeah this movie did sure. a really good job of showing a very esteemed very high up the chain powerful man recognizing her for who she was and her talents and abilities and respecting her for that and i think that went so much further than him just being like this like look how not racist i am you know i'm colorblind i don't see race and you're like oh congratulations you're a decent person do you want a fucking award for it (laughs) um I know I to add on to that um i like that he was insisting that everyone get their work double checked by her and like just it's like like it seemed like these men were just like so threatened by the fact that this woman might be more intelligent than them you know especially stafford like he was just like uh what yeah (laughs) yeah "Uh, no woman smarter than me oh man oh white man (laughs) (laughs) he sounded just like that he sounded just like that the same way he sounded but yeah yeah so i well i heard it i mean I thought that was that was also very interesting that and Stafford was just or Harrison was just once again just like the objective here is not your pride he never says this but the subtext of this movie is the objective is not your pride the objective is we have young men we want to send to space we want to beat the Russians we want to win the space race we want to explore we want to you know make a name for ourselves we want to push the boundaries well and i like but we want to do it yeah by bringing these people but like it has to be successful otherwise right, right. you know yeah like it was like he's like listen my most important like my goal here is to bring a man to space and then bring him back alive and if you cannot do that then you are not going to be able to work here and it was mm-hmm. like yes um i'm getting goosebumps like talking about this movie it's very <laughs> anyway i 
I wrote down, so Mr. Zelensky was only in it for like a minute or two. He was a Jewish guy, the Polish oh, Jewish yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to Mary because she was in that um, there that testing room or whatever yeah. when they were testing the um, plates on like the... On the capsule that, yeah. like the, that was going to come back. Right. And so she's Earth. she like gets her shoe caught in there <laughs> and they're like, do you want to die? Like, just want, like take off your shoe. And he she's said, like, no shoe is worth <laughs> yeah, your life. Seriously. I thought but, that was pretty bonkers. So she gets the assignment. She walks into right. the room. She's like touching the capsule, the pod that's coming back to Earth, you know. And then all of a sudden you hear this voice over there like testing and one minute yeah, and I was I like, understand. surely you could have waited to push that button until she, like you made Make sure that right. she was out of the room. Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't be like, is everyone cleared yeah. out of the room? <laughs> yeah. Great. Let's do this. Yeah. Because they're just like, who that, cares? I mean, like, they should probably look, make it out of there. They made it look like you could walk into that room from the hallway, and that's how she got to the lab. She right. had to go through there first, and nobody knew she was there. And, right. But I was really what glad. What if they're, like, not locking the doors, and, like, someone walks in and gets yeah, their, like, like, gets, like, their head, like, I mean, decapitated from one of those even things if, <laughs> Even if you're, like, working in a recording studio, there's a light outside the door. Right. So you know not to go in, but I, I was like, sure, surely there's nothing, and it's way more that, dangerous. Yeah, but yeah, she's normally she if you go gets to recording studio, like you'll probably be spare okay. because her shoe gets stuck. And I was like, if she died, that'd be on you guys. I that mean, would be, yeah, I would be like, guys, you're gonna have to fill out a lot of paperwork, so have fun. Um, but I did like. Were you gonna talk about? Yeah, I okay. was gonna say. So he was like, he was very encouraging towards her, and he's like, listen, you need to be an engineer. You're very smart, and he's like, look at me, I am a Polish. Jew. My parents were in concentration camps. He's like, if I can do it, so can you. And I was like, yes! Yes! Yeah. Well, because she said, I thought that was a really poignant moment, because he was like, if you I'm were really hyper tonight. <laughs> if you were white and a man, would you apply to be an engineer? And she was like, No, I'd already be an engineer. Yeah, yep. And he said his parents were actually killed in concentration oh, yeah, camps. Because yeah. she said, A woman can't be an engineer here and I'm a woman of color. That would be impossible. And you know, and he was like we're both here proving right. that the possible is possible and I thought that that was a really good moment. So good. <laughs> and then I'm getting nonstop goosebumps just talking about this movie. And then, I'm like, so oh my god. She uh so she applied to become an engineer right. and Vivian, Kirsten Dunst, comes back into the picture and like can't she's like Dunst. women can't be engineers here. And then and then Fuck off Kirsten. So, Dunst. so <laughs> Mary does her due person. diligence and, yeah, it's the character, not Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> yeah. But Mary does her due diligence and she finds out that in order to become an engineer there's new rules in place and she has to take these night classes yeah. even though she graduated with a degree in like math and, she had and a science and yeah. she was really smart um and she's and they're tasking her with keeping an astronaut alive but it's still not good enough mm-hmm. um so she finds out that she has to take these night classes but they're being held at an all-white high yeah, school yeah. well just regular classes the the judge then was like sure you can go but you can only go at night that's what he said when he granted her the yeah the night yeah. classes yeah right, yeah I was just saying in general she just needed to take classes it didn't matter if it was on night or yeah okay anyway anyway <laughs> so I really so she she appeals to the court she mm-hmm. goes to court and she talks to the judge and I just like I this is another moment when my I eyes were it. like welling I up know. and she was like saying you know I read about you or I read up on you you're the first in your family to be in the armed forces you're the first in your family to I think like go to college maybe yeah yeah and go to university like, or something yeah and she said you know like 
no black woman has ever gone to a white school and no woman has ever been an engineer at nasa and i want to be the first so 30 years from now which one of the cases that you rule on today are gonna you know last oh, I'm getting goosebumps again oh my and god then, and then he says like he's like only the night classes but he grants it to her and when she leaves she's like so excited she's like trying hard to restrain she, her like, excitement outside the court and she's like it was ah! just it was such a beautiful beautiful moment and it I really read, was i read on wikipedia that um in real life the school so they made the school they made it seem kind of like prestigious in this movie but in real life the school was kind of run down because it was hard to get funding for because segregated schools mean you had two school systems in the same town that needed funding and so it actually wasn't as prestigious of a school which i thought Mm, was interesting. interesting and that's an aspect of segregation that i never thought about how like government funding would have to go to two separate things and yeah. they would both suffer instead of well and that's why a know. lot of segregated uh black schools would have like really shitty poor textbooks because mm-hmm. the government didn't care if they were getting the shitty textbooks as long as the white schools were yeah. getting the good ones you know yeah um so i have to say one thing that harrison says he's like you guys, um, we're gonna be have to work a long time, and don't can, like don't you know um, think that you're gonna be paid. So I was like, okay, NASA doesn't pay overtime. So I did some I did some research. Research. I was like, okay, so when was it when was it made legal for the United States to have to pay overtime? So the Fair Labor Standards Act was established in 1938 that forces companies to pay their workers overtime. So that's bullshit, NASA. Actually, Why aren't you paying overtime? It's not it's not necessarily b- bullshit because I worked at, for the movie theater mm-hmm. and there's an entertainment clause that uh, they don't have to pay overtime. Oh. So there could be clauses in all kinds of industries about overtime. Oh, that's true. I guess that's... Well, never mind then. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's... They should be I mean, paid. I'm just saying. We don't know if they have a clause or not, yeah. obviously. And they're well, government funded. because I'm well, an engineer. <laughs> they're government funded, so I wouldn't doubt that the government yeah. doesn't pay overtime or didn't <laughs> at a certain yeah, yeah. Because, I mean... They're probably being paid pretty well, though. They, I, they lo- I mean, they're all live in nice scientists. houses, you know. They're, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was curious. I was kind of like, I didn't look it up, but I was wondering, like, I wonder how much that would be like today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. Don't know. But yeah, um, he says like weekends they're not a thing anymore. Oh god! Call your wives, tell them to readjust. And I was like, oh my gosh! Oh, so they're all like. You got to get yeah. a man, you know, and then um, we find out that Yuri, Yuri Gar, Gar- Yuri Gagarin, Gagarin had been the first person in space for the Soviet Union. You know, um, so like, here's something that I want to say, and I've probably said it before. I know, like, okay, so Russia won the space race technically because they got a person up there first. Mm-hmm. But they also won the space race because they have a cooler title. I would much rather be a cosmonaut than an astronaut. I know. I mean, I've shame. thought of that so for many shame. times. For shame that we are like, just astronauts. I'm like, cosmonaut? Cosmonaut what is so much cooler. Name. I mean, come on. I know, astronaut. I was like, it's like uh, the United States was like, so we need something really similar to Cosmo, not you need to get out your thesaurus you know like landing on the moon landing on the moon was a consolation (gasps) prize because we got a crappier title so (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um no cosmonaut i agree it's It's, it's just it sounds like it's like like i always thought the word 
a thousand sounded more like romantic than like a hundred or a million if that makes sense you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah yeah i have words like that in my head as well for some reason like a thousand nights i was like oh my god how romantic but if someone's like i stayed awake a hundred nights i'd be like you could have stayed awake longer (laughs) interestingly (laughs) enough no interestingly enough this morning i was just thinking about how everyone thinks the word moist is gross mm-hmm. and that word isn't gross gross to me but the word morsel is gross to me uh, so yeah everyone yeah. has like we all just have like our little language yeah like things. i don't like the, i don't like panties don't call my underwear panties they are underwear <laughs> I, I don't like, care what they look like how cute how they are how sucky they are they are fucking underwear do not call them panties somebody in my in my um when i was in marching band uh, or when I was in band, one of the band mothers had to get up and give an announcement because we all had to wear, like we were having, we had a band concert and we had to wear certain outfits and the band mother was like, w- women, you have to wear pantyhose. And the kid, that, the guy that was, I think he was my stand partner, his name was Graham and he's, and this always stuck with me because he goes, would you stand up there and say panties in front of everyone? And I was like, no. And he goes, why would she say pantyhose then? <laughs> Because, like, it's just a comment on, like, a person saying the word panties <laughs> in a high school setting. Anyway. I mean, pantyhose is kind of different, though. It, what else did you well, call it? Stockings, hosiery, I guess? Ho- yeah. Tights. I would I guess say you tights, could, yeah, nylons. Tights. Yeah. Nylon, yeah, you know? I guess you couldn't say anyway, pantyhose. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true i know no panties is always like um like so i've been watching that show devious maids speaking of and one of the women like of course it's all they're all twisted and all sleeping with each other well, and everyone's like murdering each other it's yeah very it's pretty over the top but i love it um so the, this one woman has a maid he's he's a male maid and a um, male maid a male maid <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's a maid that's male. And <laughs> oh, I thought he, he delivered letters. <laughs> he's like, so he's, like a meter maid. No. <laughs> no, so he was like, Hey, um, so I washed your panties or something like oh, that. And she like geez. grabs out of his hand. She's like, These are underwear. <laughs> Do not call them <laughs> panties. And I was like, Yes, thank you. It's <laughs> it's funny no so i don't remember how we got on that tangent oh, oh you were talking about that's Cosmonaut. right Cosmonaut. yeah yeah did you see so they were watching uh, a newsreel at the beginning and it showed i don't know if it was real footage or if it was recreated for the movie but it showed like uh, the space dog the soviet space dog who died oh i guess i didn't notice that oh it's dang a, it she's a really cute dog and it's a really sweet story but sad it's kind of like it's sad but it's also you know like she she died so others could like so technology could progress and i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying i'm just saying it's right she's right. part of the history of space flight but anyway yeah it was a there was a like a like dog a, go in space what's the word that i'm looking for a stray dog there were stray dogs mm-hmm. in russia and they brought in a few of them i think and she was the one that uh, sort of like passed all their tests and they she died in space of course so oh. but they have like, a statue why, why, up to her well i think they she was like a test pilot you know like right. they didn't what did I something happen she ran, the well i think it was intentional they knew she was gonna die i think she ran out Rocket. of oxygen or it got too hot maybe oh, okay. it was, i can't remember the exact story um i think i'd ran, rather run out of oxygen well, than get like a uh, die of heat let me i'm gonna look it up really quick just so let me see Leica was a soviet space dog um let's see Leica. 
like L-A-I-K-A. Laika's survival was never expected. She died of overheating hours into the flight on the flat craft's fourth orbit. Look how cute she is. She's so cute. Oh, she is cute. Yeah, so she's the real, she's the real space, uh, uh, entrepreneur what's the word that I'm pioneer she's a real pioneer, space pioneer sure. and she uh, you know her life was in service of all the advancements that we have now but um, yeah they, they played the newsreel and I thought that was that was kind of neat to get us just running a, a wrong, a, among all the star dogs now yeah <laughs> star pups yeah starps <laughs> star pups I don't know I was trying to mix it together no, it's good I so I wrote down um, <clears throat> that, like, they then I, they showed this multiple times where Catherine would do these calculations, like, all day, and they'd be, like, not even look at it and go, you have to throw it away. We're already on top oh, of something yeah, else. Oh, yeah, because they wouldn't let her go to the yeah. meetings. Well, and that, and that started, like, kind of like a snowball effect of rolling into the, to the point where she's like, okay... I can't do this unless I know what is going on. And and Al Harrison was finally like, all right, you're right. Yeah. But of course, Stafford's like, um, <laughs> excuse me, sir. I just don't think that women should be allowed in these meetings. I just really feel like it deep in my soul. <laughs> Harrison's just like, shut up. You can come to the meeting. And I was like, yes, my man. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing that I like is that Jim Parsons' character, so Stafford, Stafford, uh, was more sexist than racist. So yeah. I liked that the NASA employees just ran the gamut of all the is- isms. <laughs> no, no, but I, I thought it was. I think it's. I thought it was refreshing to present a story where these women faced multiple obstacles. Yeah. And multiple obstacles from multiple people in different angles, different things, things about them that they can, you can never change. You know right. what I mean? They couldn't change. Right. Like, they couldn't change the color of their skin. I mean, he did, he did have a little you bit know. of a paradigm shift at the he end. He did, yeah. He, like, he brought her a cup of coffee, which I thought mm-hmm. was sweet. And I thought that that was a really good and subtle way to show, like, hey, I'm cool with you. We're cool now. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm coming to accept you as my peer. You know? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Whoa! Are you? Did you eat some tiramisu? <laughs> <laughs> I watched that video like three times. I love it. It's it was so, so good. funny. Like Steve Carell is master. He teaches master class and like, acting. What really just cracks me up is like he's eating and he's like, "I'm so sorry, I'm eating tiramisu." And then he's like talking and he starts eating. Again. <laughs> yeah. and he starts he says, I'm, I'm stopping now. And he takes another bite. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good. Oh man! So uh, I did want to about the yeah. the the Stafford thing. Mm-hmm. If you did, you have something else to say about that? No, I don't know. I, okay, not so right now. I liked how so throughout the movie she would do these calculations and she would put her name on the reports and he he got increasingly more mad. He's like, "You're a computer," and computer in this sense was yeah, like one I who, actually did one write who that down computes. It was called, it's not right. talking about like a computer that we know it's like a person who computes <laughs> when they were like saying yeah. computer i was like almost it was weird like a, to like hear it like just a person walking around with like a monitor yeah. for a <laughs> no it was weird <laughs> to hear it yeah. so but um so he's like computers don't write reports do it again like just put his name and she's like these are my calculations my name should be on yeah it. and he was like tough shit do it again right anyway so he and was then, like, at actually, the end of the I movie, believe it was more like, Tom shit, do it again. <laughs> at the end of the movie, there wasn't this like grand gesture where he's like, <sighs> you forgot something. Right. And she goes, what? 
your name on this cover like <laughs> that like, didn't happen i'm so glad that happened, they didn't do that what happened instead was you just see her typing a report and typing her name on it and it's the subtlety in this movie for for being like an inspirational sports type movie the subtlety in this in in certain things in this movie i think was perfectly well done it's that, it's that dang tiramisu um there is actually a graphic comic a graphic novel called um saga i only read the first one but i oh, liked yeah, it my, my castle yeah. and books. like the prince is like a tv head yeah he's got a tv for a head so i just wanted to say that that that's actually like a thing but um and i guess maybe i was picturing that when i was thinking of a computer but yeah i did think it was interesting that they were like get me a computer and i was like right like a like a laptop <laughs> like a, <laughs> like, like, like a, like a macbook computer or like you know, a dell or like, yeah, like a, what do you need like what, are you, you need what are you into are you in the mac like are you in the windows like yeah. I, I don't know like al first tell me. Uh, what operating system you want <laughs> i need so, to know are you like a linux person like what's but, going on here are you tell like, me what you are want are you an artist or like an analytical guy <laughs> because are bro you like, it? like what do are you, you doing there is, okay like are you gonna play like world of warcraft because i can get you some alienware and you will love it yeah you well i don't know why they're off. employing surfers but <laughs> they're all from california yeah man like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay i really like i hate to bring up something else real quick but oh. I, one other Ooh. thing that's so speechless that i mentioned several times i know speechless yes <laughs> and you watched it before mm-hmm. and it, you didn't watch the whole thing though right right thanks okay. for bringing up You're all welcome. my flaws i hate you myself <laughs> every day for it well you should but they go to <laughs> london at one point and one of the the oldest boy like does like the fake californian accent oh nice and he's just doing it as like a joke initially but then there's like a british girl that's like oh my god are you from california and he's like yeah i'm from california and so then he spends like half the trip like going to like pack sun which is like halfway across the city to buy all these like california clothes because he doesn't normally wear that stuff <laughs> And then there's like this one point where um, he's talking about something and one of the girls asks him a question. He's like, I just told you that, Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. It's really good. good. I I fucking love that show. And I'm so disappointed that it it was canceled because it was so cute. I was like, ugh. So cute. It was such a cute show. And it was just like, I love the showing a like a main character that had a disability was just like awesome you know so um i want to talk about since we're on the topic of computers mm-hmm. i want to talk about the ibm situation <laughs> yeah. so my dad actually worked for ibm did he in really the, um, like 90s yeah business machines he was uh he was a salesperson wow awesome yeah. that's he, cool i think he made pretty decent money working for them too yeah, yeah i've seen your yeah. house in girls Planet. yeah we uh, i've seen your house here that's cool well so <laughs> since we're talking about we're ibm fine. so there's this aspect there's this like b or c well probably a b storyline in the movie where they're clearing out this giant room to put a new IBM an international and business like machine to do computer computing takes yeah room it's up. giant like mega pieces of equipment it's it's just, and I thought that the part was pretty funny that like NASA's like the greatest minds but they they didn't even think to measure the pieces to see if they fit in the door <laughs> so they have to like take Harrison's a sledgehammer like, to the door did you measure and then they're like no <laughs> we thought it'd fit and, uh, and so he's like and then I, I also think it's pretty awesome that Dorothy sort of did her own little reconnaissance, and she learned from Vivian that it was something called an IBM who could do computing faster than a human mm-hmm. was being brought in. So she 
found a book on like coding and she snuck into the room and read like the manual and learned how to use it and yeah then and she there's taught, like that one scene where she's like this shouldn't go here it yeah, should go she here and then it, it like a second and it's like, like oh it was she knew that it yeah, yeah. she fixed well, it after looking at it for like 30 seconds well and we see we see in the beginning that she's like very good with mechanics yeah. because she was fixing the car mm-hmm. and she says later like my dad would taught me well you know and i yeah. was like good for him you know like that's great yeah well and she has a mind for it yeah and yeah so um and i like how so she taught the whole so the west building i guess was the segregated building for the the mm-hmm. black people that worked there and all the women in the computing room uh, she taught them how to program so that they would be in demand and she fi- and then she finds out from Vivian that the people from IBM want her to come help because they walked in on her using the machine and knowing it. how to use I it know. and she was like well what are you going to do with all the rest of these ladies and Vivian is like well after John Glenn's mission we're going to disband the computing department mm-hmm. and so Dorothy's like well I'm not taking this reassignment unless I can take them with me and she got to take them all with I her know. and they like walked oh, in the line through so the building and I, I thought that was really and it's it's especially it's poignant, so yeah. Well, it's especially poignant because in the first part of the movie, the two Mary and Catherine are getting these promotions, or, you know, or these really lucrative assignments and really important assignments. But she, and she's doing the work of a supervisor, but she's not getting any. She's she not getting the, the pay. She doesn't have the pay, and yeah. she's not getting promoted. And so you finally see her. She like takes. She basically took NASA by the balls and said like. This is my blood. It's red. No, that's an office <laughs> quote. No, she's like, if you're not gonna give me a promotion, I'm gonna create a promotion for myself, basically. Yeah. And she did. She and was I pretty think that, great. that was pretty awesome. She was pretty cool. Yeah. I wrote down um that I liked when Alan Shepard and John Glenn came to Langley. And yeah. all the black individuals had to stand separately from everyone else, which I was like, what the hell? And then and and like that one woman Ruth, I think you said her said her name was was like okay, but let's go, let's go. And he's like, no, I want to say hello to these people. And I was like, thank you, John Glenn. I was yeah. like, you go, John Glenn. <laughs> you glow. You go, Glenn Coco. Glenn Coco. You go, John Glenn Coco. <laughs> and I was before like, before and after. Oh my god. He was he, what? <laughs> John Glenn Coco. Yeah, it's actually funny because the actor's name is Glenn Powell. I saw that and I was like, wow, lucky him. So many Glens. Job. Yeah, he's a uh, he's handsome. He's he's a little bit of a Ken. Oh, I wanted to talk about. So I wanted to talk about um, Mahershala Ali's character, Jim Johnson, who's sort of like courting. Catherine. What is it? How do you pronounce his name? Mahershala. Mahershala. That's how I've heard it pronounced. Oh, I've never even heard it pronounced before, I don't think. Yeah, he's handsome. And uh, Aldous Hodge is in it too, and I've always I, I like Aldous Hodge a lot. He played. Uh, oh yeah, her, yeah. He was. I like. If we're gonna get into like a little, I thought he was more handsome. Oh, he's. Oh but my he goodness. He was so. He was kind of a spitfire, and I thought like. He, I didn't like know, him initially. I, I was a like little like he was like yeah telling his wife like the business and i was like your wife is probably smarter was. than you so <laughs> oh, maybe yeah, you should yeah. lay off i'm pretty sure she probably was um i he's in a show called Le- or was in a show called leverage is with timothy hutton oh yeah um it's pretty fun it's a pretty fun show it's um but he i really liked his character in that and he was he was a cutie so anyway well yeah so jim johnson like the first time he meets Catherine, he says some really 
kind of stupid things about women being like, oh, I can't believe they let you work at NASA and do math. Like, it must be so taxing. And then they, like, created this, like, love story between them. Wait, and- like, one second. I feel like if if someone had said that to me, like, oh, you know, it's it's so weird that they hire women and, and math is so taxing, I'd be like, oh, my goodness, it's so difficult on my womanly brain. Like, yeah. you know, like, wh- what am I supposed to say, like, to that, like, oh thank you well that's maybe like the weakest part of the movie for me is having him say something so stupid and then having them have this and then i'm supposed to be on board with this love story because i actually like the scene where he proposed to her actually made my eyes well up as well that was fucking adorable because her husband like she's a widow her husband has passed away and she has three daughters and she lives with them and her mother and he's he's like you know i want to marry you the first from the moment i met you i knew that you were going to be somebody that you were the one i want to marry and i know that marrying you means marrying your daughters Mm -hmm. and her mom's like amen to that and it's just so emotional and it's, it's very a really and they all like help scene. him with yeah. the engagement too it's so yeah cute. Like, and 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 so that scene uh, in and of itself i really like and mm-hmm. i you know and for i feel like also complimenting a schmaltzy scene for me i feel like i want it to be taken as high praise because a lot of schmaltzy scenes like that i'm like eh, take it or leave it you know yeah. like in philadelphia too- that one scene where yeah. like the tom hanks scene where he's getting over emotional about the the opera i was like sitting there like oh my god and you were like that was dumb and i was yeah. like yeah so i was like that, that broke my heart but okay i'm glad that you thought it was dumb well they <laughs> yeah. just they just yeah no opinion, yeah, yeah no they like right. they hit the right chord and they did it really well right however <laughs> his character i have a bias against his character because he said something so weird at the beginning and i was like you want to marry somebody who talks like that because it's he did apologize he did apologize i understand that he apologized but i'm like you could like why would he say that yeah i i think i mean it's so weirdly sexist it it is and i think that he the thing is that I'm going to play the devil's advocate now. Yes, please do <laughs> um, it. I think the thing is that after he said it, like, almost immediately, to me, he looked embarrassed and ashamed that he said that. And so I liked him because I was like, okay, he recognizes, like, shit, I just fucked up. That was a dumb thing to say. Why did I say that? And then he, like, he recognized that what he said was wrong and it was I, offensive. Okay. All right. And he went to her and he said, listen, I apologize what I said was like I mean I'm paraphrasing but it was like basically like I was out of line it was not okay for me to say that I'm really I'm really sorry Mm -hmm. and I think so like if you like he he obviously felt bad about it and he recognized that he was responsible for saying the shitty thing and he took responsibility for it and he apologized so I actually yeah okay I think I think I see what you mean yeah and I think you're right and I also it's possible that he was doing like a lip service thing because of other women in his life that probably would have been like yeah it is so taxing but yeah I he think didn't it was expect his... that he was handling like uh independent free thinking right. very smart genius level scholarly oh, yeah, woman for sure like <laughs> yeah. i think i think he thought i think from my perspective it seemed like he was trying to flirt with her like he was trying to be like oh you're smart but it came off as being just kind of offensive mm-hmm. you know i think yeah. it was just a dumb it was just a dumb way of flirting and yeah. I, I think it was i really believe strongly that he did not like genuinely mean it i think he was yeah, i think he was a good guy so 
because I was a little less on board with Aldous Hodge's character. Like he was like, yeah, because he, he kind he of seemed kind of like he was kind of like. Uh, but he was he was supportive of her at the end. Yeah, he got so, her like a mechanical pencil yeah, to I use in the class. Which, by the way, I had no idea that mechanical Me pencils neither. were that old of I an invention. Mechanical pencils like I began like, these, when I started school. Yeah, I was like, these clearly were invented in the nineties. Yeah, it's such, it's such like a nineties vibe. Give me a black bic <laughs> with like a purple or a yellow or a green or a blue. Like, I loved clip. mechanical Me too. pencils. Oh my gosh! Did you ever like best. click them out and then like put Pretend them in your arm like you were Oh my gosh! All the time. It was like I shot up I was so like, much. Doing I shot up so much lead <laughs> in school. I know. Yeah, so funny. Love it. Um, and Wait, everyone what, what was your did favorite? that. Point five lead. Point seven lead. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I, I kind of. Like, I think I'm a point seven girl. Is but the point seven it's smaller? I think I like the bigger lead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like it thick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, um, so I wanted to say I really like, and um, and this is just kind of in general movies when they do this, when it's like especially about something that's very serious and like mathematical and scientific that they have these like intimate moments that um, connect these women together. Like when they were drinking, I think they were drinking moonshine it looked yeah, like. Yeah, it looked yeah. like moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that they were teaching Catherine to dance. I was like, okay, this is really <laughs> cute. And it was just uh-huh. very like intimate warm and welcoming and you could see that these women really cared about each other and i and i like that their they friendship had that. was was really nice i really was, liked their yeah. friendship i liked that they had time where it's just the three of them and it wasn't always like the kids working and the guy, with yeah. kids you know it's, yeah. it's more like no we make time we're friends we're right. you know and I, th- I thought that that was self-care really well very done. important the you balance, know everyone yeah. needs to do self-care also you know? they're proof that you can be a mother and a very important and impressive person yeah. without using your kids as like this like right excuse or something right you know? yeah like, and i mean these were incredible incredible women you know it just yeah. the oh like oh man this really like really affected me a lot um hold on i had something that i had um oh i think i said when when Shepard made it into space, I got a little emotional. I was like, okay, here we yeah. go. <laughs> um, hold on, we just talked about the judge. And I got so many notes. Well, I wanted to talk about, I also wanted to talk about how, so the movie hinges on some pretty lofty mathematical skills and theories and, 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 you know all this math that most people don't even come close to understanding and they do a really good job of of making it accessible and i really like the giant boards and i and i really like how i can just rest in the fact that they all know what they're talking about and i think i I think it's so fascinating that there could be a a chalkboard with the most insane looking equation on it and all of them could just stand there and look at it and understand it it's like it's it's a a foreign language oh it totally is and i think that's so cool and it's so well done in the movie and like when she's when she's fact checking the coordinates she's just sort of you know she's just doing it at her desk she's not like all right i have to do you know i have to get all this equipment i mean she had like an adding machine or something right but but it's just so interesting to me how that how that's 
possible for some people and they show that she's like a gifted kid from from her youth yeah and And she um, got the scholarship and everything yeah yeah and her name is Catherine goble i think it's Catherine goble johnson because she got remarried Mm -hmm. but she um she helps with like some of the apollo missions some of the space shuttle missions it said on wikipedia that she even did some some math for like a future mars mission so awesome and i i just in in kevin costner was like you know so or well stafford jim parsons character stafford was like you know when we put alan shepard into orbit for a second and then brought him back down that was like a triangle we have that math but now we need to send john glenn into orbit and then bring him back at the right moment and that math hasn't been invented yet and i thought that was so cool that was like blowing my mind that they were inventing math like she's she's standing there at the chalkboard and and harrison's like maybe it's not new math maybe it's something else and she looks at it and she remembers some weird theory yeah, I, and all she's I remember like, is like the first two letters were like eu i think it, it was like eulon or she, elon yeah, or she's something like, yeah. and, and jim parsons was like that's ancient and i was like the fact that you all know this and like the, I, know. I think it's really someone cool said that to me i'd be like i don't that sounds right is that like a sandwich or something i don't know yeah no i it's for me it's it's it is really nice that it is very like what you said like it's um just the average person can understand what's going on because for someone like me i am so terribly bad at math that like if i subtract two big numbers i get it wrong about 90 percent of the time like because i my brain doesn't work that way Mm -hmm. i am I have a lot of other good things that I'm good at. Most of them are like English art type of things, but math, nope, nope. I do not understand it. I I just can't, you know? It's like, I don't know. I've always like kind of fancied the idea of being like an architect, but then I was like, mm, girl, it has to do with math. And I was like, yeah, I think I'll pass. <laughs> I uh, also, um, I don't think I'd enjoy architecture, and I think it's kind of hard to get into, you know? Plus, everything is so ugly now. It's like boxes, just boxes on boxes on boxes, you know? There's no real architectural beauty left in the world, including that disgustingly ugly house from Hellraiser. <laughs> I hated that house. I even showed people. I was like, I, I want you to look at this house. modern architecture, is it? It's not. It's oh, Georgian. Okay. <laughs> So I oh we're talking this. Um, I just I wrote down that I really liked that Mary sat at the front when she went back to school. I felt like that was yeah. that was like such a subtle thing, but it was so like I don't have to sit in the back of the class anymore, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to. And I was like, yes, good for you. Like that's awesome. You know, it's your entire life you've been forced to the back of the bus. You've been you know forced to sit in the back of wherever. You're always the second one. You know, and it's like this time I come first. I'm number one, and I'm like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! You know, like, I, yeah, this movie made me pumped. Like, yeah, I sure I took my Adderall earlier, but I took it at like ten thirty, so I should not be this hyper now. It should be like wearing off. I also wrote that. So okay, so Catherine was let go as a computer for Mister Harrison from Mister Harrison's department, but uh, Ruth came up to her and gave her a pearl necklace for the. Oh and, yeah, and I thought that she got was engaged. So sweet. So when. When Vivian is walking her to the job for the first time, she's like, you can't wear jewelry. You to, it, sweaters are preferred over blouses. Only a pearl necklace is allowed. And then sometime in there, Catherine says to Ruth, like, 
tell me I can wear a pearl necklace, but I, they don't pay me enough to yeah, buy like pearls. Pearl necklace, yeah. So that yeah, that on her last day they give her a pearl necklace as like a, was really a wedding gift, and, I was like, and she was wearing it. And the next scene when she was getting married, she was wearing I know, it. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> it was, like it it was it, really, it was really, a it good was moment. very sweet. Yeah. And, and then Ruth was like, "You did great work here." Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? yeah. Ruth was. I I don't really know how I feel about Ruth. I don't think she was in it enough to me for me to make a definitive opinion about her you yeah know? well that's the thing like i think they did a like <laughs> i was mentioning earlier is they did a good job of well i think kirsten dunst uh, uh vivian and stafford so kirsten dunst and jim parsons were more of the villains than anyone else but yes. even they weren't like hateful villains yeah they, they were weren't just even like really villains. guided villains right right and and then Ruth, they were like products of their time that they grew up in you know i mean they yeah, grew up which, in a place that was full of, i'm assuming that they were born in what the you're gonna say like the 1920s 1930s you know mm-hmm. so yeah i mean that's that's a time when um people of color black people are not gonna definitely not gonna be in positions like they are now in the 60s at at nasa so i think it's i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying that that's what i think is what it is you know it's not right but it's they made it seem like you could i'm gonna you could see it like it was believable that they would act that way but they wouldn't be like you wouldn't consider them evil necessarily no. you wouldn't consider their behavior good you wouldn't consider like you would think what you like you you're yelling at the screen as you're watching it and you're like think for yourself yeah. for one damn minute and you There's know like, a think lot about things, what yeah. you're doing but it's still it's still it doesn't make them seem like completely evil and i think that that's really well done because i i feel like there's a lot of subtext in that where you're like it's it's it sort of paints a picture of how racism can sometimes be justified yeah and i and, and that's horrible you yeah, know what i mean yeah, yeah but they do it in a way that is like it makes you think not in a way where it's like oh here's this evil evil slave owner you know what i mean right, which right. is also evil but i'm just saying like it's, it, you're it's, not looking at like leonardo dicaprio and like Django unchained versus like jim yeah, parsons and yeah, hidden figures right, yeah like right so i think it's, it's just I, th- I think it's really well done because it makes you think it makes you think about how you're treating people because yeah i'm not a slave owner i don't whip people but do i have a bias against someone that comes from nothing that right. just is in my life and i'm accepting it because it's just there and it's been there forever you right, know right and i think that 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 speaks to more of us in this you know yeah in our circumstances i, I, I don't yeah I, I don't think it's necessarily like a um personality flaw for these people as much as much as it just is something that's probably been drilled into their head since they were young you know mm-hmm. um i also <coughs> Speaking of the uh, how you're saying like yelling at the TV, there was that scene where Stafford was like, "But no women are allowed in this in this meeting or whatever." And I was like, "Well, it's time for a change then." Yeah, <laughs> you know? like why you're 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 a rocket scientist. You're supposed to be the most forward thinking person on and the he's planet, like, and you can't handle the fact that a woman might be. And then like when. When Mary so goes to whiny. school, the teacher's like, I've never taught engineering to a woman. And she's like, I it's think probably it's the probably same the same as being as, a man. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same way you teach like, a man. And it's like, 
what is this sexist thing about women's minds? Like, we're not smart enough? They're proving that they're smart you know, enough, you it's know? It's still, like, and it's still a thing that I think yeah, that there like are certain pay, men like that believe it. Yeah, pay like, the, deficit and like, women that they think that women cannot be as intelligent as men. And and it's it's just it's like well why not we all have the same brain why can't we you know just because we have vaginas because that doesn't seem right you know Mm -hmm. if anything men are dumber because they think with their penises so there you go problem solved dilemma deleted lauren for the win (laughs) dilemma deleted dilemma alliteration it's from community well it's still good. <laughs> like she's, it's British. Problem solved. Dilemma deleted. Britta for the win. <laughs> but I do Lauren for the win because because yeah. your name's not Britta. Because my name's not Britta. <laughs> your parents didn't name you no. after a water filtration system. Last name filter. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. My name is my name is not Britta. Um, um, there, there's one scene where where Allison Brie is like, she's like, it's obvious. I, I can't remember what she says. She says something like, Britta, it's obvious that your parents smoked pot. And I was just like, <laughs> all right, Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge Judy. Yeah, I'm not Judge Judy in executioner. <laughs> She's not Judge Judy in executioner. <laughs> Whenever I think of Judge Judy, I always think of that line. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Um, <clears throat> so I really only have... So, okay, yeah. So I really, I want to talk about like the last scene um she's locked so she's so Catherine was locked out of mission control and she essentially did like a ton of work and but i like that harrison was like no 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 come on in you're part of this and i was like you got yes. her a backstage pa- st- back he got her a backstage pass yes yeah. she should have walked around like wayne and garth and showed it to all the scientists <laughs> i'm here i'm here yeah. yep i'm here yeah um, vip yeah my man anyway um yeah and i i like that and and there's like just this whole like tense moment where glenn is like you're not sure if he's about to die or not Mm -hmm. and so you've been watching this entire movie of and all i could think of is like if this guy dies like Catherine's definitely going to be fired which is like know that john glenn didn't die no 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 no, i do i know that he survived like in the movie in the movie yeah like how the he's like the fascinating part was that we like i watching it know the history but if you don't know that story you yeah know, which well you, you know, know like, a lot about a lot more yeah, about the space that's what program I mean. than i do well, yeah that's what i mean like if you're not interested in stuff like that or if you're not even interested but just like you just don't know it then you I might guess I didn't have really no know idea <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess yeah i i kind of assumed he survived but i guess i didn't know without a doubt that he yeah so so i'm watching the movie but i'm also watching it like from a like just a movie viewer's perspective of like being like oh my god is this guy gonna survive or not and um and he's like it's starting to heat up in here so i'm like oh shit like he's gonna die of heat like oh my god and and um it was just like 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 (laughs) i'm saying that too much i know and what no like of the dog Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't talking about your Valley Girl accent. We both say like I know. I say like I meant a lot. Like me too. Even though and even when I make a conscience uh, conscious effort to try to stop that it's lasts hard. for like T minus twelve seconds and me then too. I'm back to just saying like I probably said like in that sense like, you know what? It's this it's is for me. me. Take it or leave it. <laughs> For me, it actually feels weird to not say it with my tongue, if that makes sense. Like, I feel 
like, I just unfulfilled. said it. I feel, you feel yeah, unfulfilled. I feel like I need, I like, I have like a ridge like underneath my tongue and the only way to say it is to <laughs> say like. The only way to get rid of it is to say like. So it's the like ridge. It's That's, very weird. It's very yeah. weird. Anyway, continue, please. Um, so yeah. she's watching John Glenn. Yeah, and so. He's going to incinerate her. Right, and know. so he ends up being fine. Like her, her calculations are, are great. And I was like, and I started getting emotional then because I was like, I was like, wow, this is really wonderful. This is really incredible. Like she has has shown she's Catherine has I mean all of these women have risen above what their their expected station in life yeah. and, and just done things that these men aren't even doing and and these men have been nothing but you know like just kind of cold and weird towards them and it's just like it's just it's just so much like hey you like apples? How about these apples? <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. Like Thank you. Yeah. I've actually never seen that movie. Really? I know. And Stolen Skarsgård's in it, too. Yeah, yeah so is Robin Stolen Williams. Yeah. Like we them. should review it. We should review it. I'm being serious. No, I think we should. I, I've heard a lot about my, it. It's one of my tops. I've heard it's a very it's, good film, so yeah. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it, so I would, I I think would definitely... You would, I actually think you would You would really... Uh, you would find it very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've seen, like, bits and pieces, but I've never... I've never never seen the whole movie so it's time to put the puzzle together yes yeah i would be down i'd be down with that reviewing it oh i did write down that feral and hans zimmer did the score feral oh feral, feral. sorry okay i was thinking like feral. colin like feral comma colin <laughs> did i ever tell you a story about my <laughs> my sister and i were talking about like irish accents and i was like i can totally do an irish accent i was like i'm like excuse me i can totally do an irish accent i've oh, seen plenty of colin o'farrell movies and she's like colin, colin, she goes, colin o'farrell there's no o in his name she's like it's like you made him extra irish <laughs> And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. You should have said, like, oh, me, everyone's a critic. Oh, me. They're always after me, lucky charms. They're always after me, lucky charms. Um, oh, take a s- <laughs> spot of Guinness, <laughs> Dublin. Places in Pota- Ireland. Potato famine. Potato. <laughs> They're potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm all set. So, would you, you recommend this? Movie? Oh, I already have. Yeah, <laughs> as I usually. So, I noticed actually that I do this in general with movies. Is that the first thing I do after I watch a movie is either recommend it to everyone I know or tell people not to watch it. Not literally everyone, but you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, because after I watch Cabin or Knock on the Cabin. Knock. It feels so weird. Why? It's a why bad isn't title. it cabin door? It should be cabin door. It should door. just be called knock. Yeah, there you go. Or cabin. I don't care. It, End it of the world. Ben Aldridge is a bad actor. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> Sorry. That's a better title. Sorry, Ben. I think that's what they should call it. And then he's like, I don't know how you got imagine, as far as you are. Imagine being that actor and going to the premiere, and that's the title. And be like, oh. oh. Well, also, the entire movie, I was like, oh, okay, like knock off, like Eric Bana here. <laughs> <laughs> Just jeez, I know. Uh, anyway, yeah. So you, what you would recommend the movie? Yeah, too? I think it's awesome. Like I said, watch it like you watch a sports movie. It's gonna make you really happy. It's gonna make you feel inspired. You're gonna, it's gonna cr- make you cry. It's gonna make you cry in good ways. It's gonna make you cry from sadness. It's gonna make you cry from happiness. 
it's just it's it's really good it's yeah. it's it's just a and really these women are just great Janelle movie Manet, and i i hope Octavia that spencer traji p henson they're yeah, all super talented women i hope that you know? when it came out i remember when it came out and it kind of and i feel like it kind of like faded away kind of quickly mm-hmm. and so i hope that people who see it appreciate it for what it is because i would hate for it to be lost to history just because yeah. of all the movies that come out and i think that this one is definitely worth it's definitely a standout and it's definitely worth watching it's on disney plus yep and it's on obviously amazon prime most movies are on amazon for rent like it's you actually can rent, on a shit ton of different places you just have to just google it yeah just, it's just it's, use just compute, i noticed use like the 10, computer there was like 10 different places that it was oh, streaming okay. so streaming a lot of places yeah, yeah so, so it's it's probably because yeah. of black history month i would think but yeah, maybe. also look up the wikipedia pages on these women because they're so impressive and it's really cool and yeah and i mean you know just like for black history month it's awesome for women it's awesome it's 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 really cool for just appreciating awesome (laughs) intelligent women Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like yeah it's it's all good it's all they did wonderful things so yeah yeah. i think we're good so you guys can follow us on instagram at watchers and movies or facebook at watchers and movies if you have a recommendation you can do a couple of things you can either dm us on social media you can also email us at watchers and movies at gmail.com and you can also visit our website that's watchers and and thank you so much to mike for our theme music yeah you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 his name is mike myers thank you mike thanks mike And that's it. Bye-bye.